Hey guys, I want to welcome you to the weekly Wednesday for the Financial Freedom Newsletter, where every week, every Wednesday, we delve into something inspirational, motivational, something excerpt taken from the Financial Freedom Weekly Newsletter. Wherever you are, if you're listening on Spotify, on iTunes, Google, be sure to click the like, subscribe, share, comment. Without ado, let's get into the show. Hey guys, welcome to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom Podcast, and I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. <laughs> I'm always scouting the globe, looking for entrepreneurs, executives, people on the cutting edge, making a dent in today's world. So today, I'm really happy to introduce Ross Schott, and he goes by the term the technomancer and as you know i'm always in talking about financial freedom time location and health freedom and so today's talk is going to be all about technology the disruptive forces you know the this volatile ai everything and i'm really happy to welcome uh ross to the show so welcome rush Thank you, Chris. I'm very honored to be here. I appreciate your time and, and the opportunity to speak to your audience. Yeah, I know. Uh, l- like I said, I, I love tech and I love uh, what it's doing for our world and um, uh, responsible tech. And then so tell us about yourself and how you got started. Uh, well, I mean, I was uh, out of, straight out of high school. I went in the U.S. Air Force and I worked on nuclear warheads. So I guess that was my first real exposure to serious technology. Can't talk much about that time, but <laughs> after that, uh, I went to a manufacturing division and uh, it was failing. It was losing money. And the, the, the task was to turn it around. Um, and just, you know, as an example, when I got there was learning, you know, process improvement and, you know, all about technology right at the beginning of my career 40 years ago. And, uh, you know, we had a process that was producing about 40 units a week on 120 labor hours. And just by revamping the process and reapplying the technologies we already had that just were not really well suited to the to the product that was being developed and the workflows, uh, we were able to you know in, improve that productivity to 22 units a week on 40 labor hours. Uh, so it was a 12-fold improvement from you know five units produced with 120 labor hours to 22 units produced with 40 labor hours. Um, you know, so right then it was the first like eye-opening experience I had with technology. So that's the beginning of my career. Since then, I've been a C-suite executive. Um, I've also, you know, done an entrepreneurship a couple, few times myself. Started a few things, um, and did took one startup uh, from startup to fifty million. Spent about a decade in Silicon Valley, learning more about advanced technology and how things are moving. Um, and then over the course of the pandemic, I've done a lot of turnarounds and startups in my life. And over the pandemic, I got to thinking I really should put put this methodology out there for other people to kind of use. And kind of do-it-yourself approach to fixing the technology in their company. Um, I've met thousands of entrepreneurs over the years, and, and I can't tell you how many times one of them has said, you know, I invested in all this technology and I've got great people, but I'm just not getting the results I expected. You know, it's just not working for me. I don't have the freedom that I wanted. I'm not getting the results that I wanted. Um, and so I decided, hey, I need to put this together for people to kind of use to, to get that freedom and get that, you know, time back that they want. Uh, most companies are probably using 40% of their tech right now, um, the potential of it anyway. Yeah. If, uh, like I said, uh, like, te- you know, technology has so much potential to really if it make things efficient. Um, you know, one thing that I, um, while you were talking about your background is, um, you know, with 
entrepreneurs, you know, technology, they they have this awesome product. They, you know, they really put and then all of a sudden the government shuts it down or regulates like it's like it's like they don't want us to win, you know. So tell us more about that. <laughs> yeah, that's very common. When uh, when I was at, uh, in California, one of the things that we used to talk about a lot is regulation does not move at the speed of technology. <laughs> and then by the time it catches up, it ruins a lot of things. <laughs> it doesn't support or help. It just kind of ruins it. Um, yeah, one of the things I talk about a lot is, you know, from from the aspect of the technology is, you know, when you're thinking about your technology, it has to be part of your your ongoing conversation about the strategy for your business. You know, you need to really be thinking about how does technology apply in my business flywheel? How do I use it to accelerate things? What technology should I be looking at? What other things in the, in the industry should I be watching? And for example, regulations is clearly one of them. You know, what should I be watching? And and I keep should keep my eye to the future of what changes are going on, even for disruptive technologies that might be in another industry, because a lot of times we get disrupted by things outside of our, you know, where we're normally looking and they come in and kind of blindside us. So you know, just really, you know, kind of changing your your perspective on technology in a way that, you know, is more forward looking. Yeah, I, I love that. And um, it's a, it's so funny. It's like, um, well, you know, we can talk about government and rec- regulation later. But um, one thing is, wh- what's really interesting, I finished this book by Peter Diamandis called the uh, um, Exponential Organizations. Um, and then you talk about it, that better, faster, cheaper, um, expand upon that. Yeah, so I worked actually with Peter for about seven years in California building Singularity University. And uh, the first executive director of Singularity was Salim Ismail. And he's the wrote the original exponential organizations with a lot of collaborative help. And then he just redid uh, a new version of that uh, with Peter's help and, and uh, you know, others. So, uh, yeah, basically, exponential organizations is really about how do you reformulate your organization and your thinking to take advantage of a lot of the changes in society and the changes in technology, um, not only leveraging technology, but also leveraging, you know, the people, your crowd, your customers, you know, doing everything. A lot of companies do that nowadays. But, you know, when he originally came up with this and originally wrote the book, um, you know, he had looked at about 100 companies and what they were doing and then kind of put the best practices together. So he looks at it more from an organizational structure and kind of uh, certain business model aspects. Uh, what I write about with technology is more about just the, the fundamental foundations, basic first principles uh, of how to apply the technology in your company. Uh, but yeah, exponential organizations is great. Um, and, you know, the thinking around it is really practical and helpful for lots of different types of companies. So it's definitely worth a read. And then there's an innovation portion to it, a transformation where, you know, we can go in and look at your company, build some innovation teams and have them work in parallel to come up with great new ideas, either for your core business or for something that you want to move on to next. Um, and, you know, Peter's doing all these uh, moonshots and, you know, <laughs> you know, these really cool, innovative longevity. Um, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. He's you one know, of my favorite speakers, too. If you ever get a chance to hear him talk, take it. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I've seen him talk probably between 35 and 50 times. And every time he steps on stage, I make sure I'm in the room. What one, one thing is talking about... Um, Technology optimization versus economic turbulence, winner take all this year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that the promise of technology, right? The promise is speed, do things faster, right? Leverage, do th- do more with less. And then predictability, do it right every time, or at least as consistently as you know technology can handle, uh, which is far better than most humans. Um, you know, so the idea is to kind of put those things to work for you. And in most cases, what I find is, I mean, there's about 10 areas where companies make mistakes on their technology, but, you know, the big one is, 
you know, they really don't implement and train their people well with the technology. And so they're not able to really leverage it the way they could and not get the efficiency out of it. Um, and if they did that, they could probably have fewer people, fewer hours and produce more um, with the right approach to their technology. I, I always say that the stuff I talk about is common sense. It's just not common practice. Uh, it's um, like you said, technology is a tool. And then um, one thing, you, the other thing you talk about is um, scaling up 2.0, the fit decision technology. And um, I'm really, I love these overarching themes and concepts. Yeah, you know, scaling up, I'm, I'm certified as a scaling up coach. Scaling up is, you know, Vern Harnish's approach to, you know, accelerating your business from, you know, a startup to a scale up and then, you know, going into a growing organization. And, uh, you know, he talks about four key decision areas that you have to look at, right? One is your, you know, your strategy, your execution, your people and your cash. Those are the four critical areas you have to look at and make decisions about in order to kind of scale your company. And what I say is there's a fifth decision and the fifth area is called technology, because for me, technology kind of weaves those other areas together and kind of accelerates them and gets them moving forward. It kind of drives the organization. I mean, you know, back in the day, companies, you know, started all the time and didn't use that much technology. But now you, there's no such thing as starting a company that isn't using technology. Uh, and then it just becomes a layer upon layer upon layer of technology and sometimes we just don't think through how we should do that and how scalable is the technology we're applying and the technologies that we're mixing together. Um, and that's where a lot of the struggle comes in because that complexity can actually cause inefficiency as opposed to exponential efficiency. Yeah. And in your opinion, how well on average are companies utilizing their technologies? Yeah, I use a kind of a paper napkin approach to that, but I'll just say I, I really feel like most of the companies I work with are getting about 40% of the potential. And I've literally worked with a $700 million company and asked their operations, their, their COO and their senior uh, operations director, what percentage of their technology are they actually harnessing? And their number was 29% for them. So imagine if a company that big is still struggling to met leverage their technology fully. Imagine what some of us, you know, smaller companies who don't have that kind of resources, you know, might be doing, right? Um, so, yeah, I would say about 40%. And if you can get any of those or, or any two or three or four of those technologies up to about 60%, you can absolutely exponentially improve your return on assets um, and return on what you're doing and get more efficiencies out of it. Any one of those could probably improve your efficiency 30%, you know, with your employees. Uh, I took you know, one product, another one like that, but it was more administrative product. You know, that was more of a manufacturing, the first example I gave you, but I've done it with administrative products as well. You know, administrative processes, there's, there's everything is a process, just not always the right process, right? Yeah. And not always the right technology in that process. So if you yeah. can get those things right, um, it can really just, ex, you know, accelerate how well you're doing with the use of your tech. Um, and you don't have to work on every single piece of technology. I would start with the three to five biggest drivers, the ones that are the ubiquitous in your company, the ones that everyone touches, the ones that are the most important to your customer processes, um, you know, focus on those first and then work on the others as you go. Um, you know, once they get the, you know, get the levers, the right um, scaling processes, tell us more about technology momentum and systematically accelerating one's business 10A. Yeah, so the idea behind that is really, I cover about nine key areas that you have to get right. And, you know, starting off with assessing how are we doing in those nine key areas? And those are things like we just talked about a little bit, you know, our strategy, how well are we really talking about technology on a daily basis, weekly basis, monthly basis, quarterly planning, annual planning, 
you know, are we talking about how we're going to leverage technology to scale in our organization? Are we talking about what technologies we should be putting together? And are we watching the horizon for the coolest technologies that are coming out there that might either help us or disrupt us? You know, one of the two. Um, and then I go into more about how do I implement the technology so that they work well together? And how do I implement those workflows? Because technology and workflows are, are just interwoven. You can't, you can't really talk about technology without thinking about process improvement and vice versa. And then how well are we using data? Not only are we collecting data on the results of what we're doing on the, on the effectiveness of the process, but then how are we securing our data? Because that's a huge risk uh, to most companies these days. And then lastly, it really is about the people. Most companies, they end up getting technologies and they onboard people and they give them a little bit of training. And then they kind of leave it up to them to kind of self-manage their training and go into the knowledge base of the software, you know, and work on it at their leisure to kind of upskill themselves. And what do most people do? They just get by, right? They just do what they have to do to do their job and get by. Um, very few will go the extra mile and become really a, an expert resource on that technology. And my argument is, for, for the top two, three, five drivers of your business, you should have at least two power users of the technology who also understand your business. Because how do you make the best decisions about how to leverage a technology for your business model if you don't have a person that really understands the capabilities of the technology and they don't and or they don't understand your business, right? Yeah. Um, so kind of building a culture of of tech savviness and hiring for it. Like I don't I don't know a lot of companies don't even interview on the basis of, you know, how well does a person utilize the technologies given to them at a company? How well did you kind of teach yourself the last place the the technologies you were working with or, you know, how how do you, much do you talk about it or love it? You know, like we don't hardly ever talk about that when our when we're interviewing at, at the average company, right? Yeah. So if you can kind of put some of these together and just incrementally each each of them improve them five ten percent the multiplicative that we're talking about you know once you get all of those kind of clicking a little better um, or maybe you move one thirty or forty percent better and the other ones you know less but either way you're going to end up with a huge multiplier of the effect of your business you know? as we come to the conclusion of our talk really really interesting and. Tell us more um, why your technology momentum methodology is so powerful and how can people contact you and follow you and reach out to you? Yeah, I think what makes it powerful is one, it's technology It's technology agnostic. I don't care. It doesn't care. The methodology doesn't care what technologies you're currently using. It can help, right? Because it gives you the very first principles. I stole that idea from Elon Musk when I was writing the book. You know, he said, always kind of start with first principles because those are evergreen. It's not going to change the things that I'm talking about. If you change your technology stack next month or next week, or you go to a different company and you've learned these principles, they're going to go with you because, and they're going to help you accelerate the technology anywhere you are um, and whatever that stack of technology is. So I think that's the critical thing that makes it the most powerful. And I've not seen anything. I've seen lots of books out there about technology and a lot of, a lot of talk about digital transformation, but they don't necessarily get into the hardware, the software, and what I call the wetware, the people and how you upskill the technology skills of your of your individuals that work with you, the talent in your organization, um, and those are the critical features that kind of make it make it different, right? And this month, I have a, a chapter in a book called Cracking the Rich Code, Volume Ten. That chapter will outline my principles and how to kind of accelerate your technology. And then you can just email me. There's a link in there, but you can also just email me at Ross at Executive or reach out to me on LinkedIn. Just Ross Shot on LinkedIn. And, uh, you know, I'm happy to share the tools. I have some tools that I can send that I couldn't put those in the chapter and take up too much space, but 
Um, the principles are there. And then I have some tools that I can send you and you can start on your own. A lot of this, like I said, is common sense, just not common practice. And this will give you an approach to do that. Um, yeah. And then if you want to go deeper on it, you can always reach out to me and we can talk and you know, I can help you know, to guide you a little bit on you know how to fix the, the challenges that you're facing. Awesome. Well, for all the audience out there listening, let's thank Ross for a fantastic uh, in-depth conversation about technology, not just you know, more of an in-depth and detail. And let's thank him for his advice and experience and wisdom. All of his resources will be in links and show notes and be sure to follow him on social as well as his um, email address. And with that, thanks so much for coming onto the show, Ross. Thank you. I appreciate your time, Christopher. you are listening if you liked it be sure to like comment share subscribe we're on everywhere spotify itunes google amazon audible and without much ado be sure to thank this show's sponsors and we'll see you next week